Hi, this is Mark Raven. This is episode 55 of Lean Blog Audio. It's May 26, 2015. Today's post is actually something that I had published over at our Kinexus blog. Kinexus is a software and technology company that uh, I've been a part of for about four years now. You can find a link uh, to the article um, through leanblog.org slash audio55. It's a bit of a fun post um, to kind of ease ourselves back into the work week after a long weekend. It's titled, The Joy of Waste Reduction and Cooking. So if you think to the famous cookbook, The Joy of Cooking, um, that's going to be the theme today. You know, I, I love to cook and I'm the primary chef uh, in my home is, is my wife and I divide up different responsibilities. And you know, I often get asked a question uh, by, by people out in the lean world. Sometimes it's serious. Sometimes it's kind of smart alecky. People ask, oh, so, OK, do, tell me, do, do you 5S your kitchen? Now, if that you know, by that they mean, do you label the outside of your cabinets and put tape outlines around everything? Then the answer is no. And that might disappoint some and it may be reassuring to others. You know, I'm, I'm not sure why anyone would want to do those things. But, you know, if doing so makes your life easier in your own kitchen, then great. You know, that's what Lean is all about, um, solving problems, being more effective. And it doesn't mean necessarily copying what everyone else would do. And it doesn't mean we bring every workplace habit back to the home. Now, I do, though, you know, I try to apply lean principles in our kitchen. I mean, I, I can't help it. Um, you know, you can't turn this, turn this lean thinking off. And, you know, I'm not perfectly lean in my kitchen. But then again, who is? You know, I do apply some 5S principles, such as um, you know, things I think are more important, like making sure things are stored in reasonable locations, you know, coffee mugs above the coffee maker, for example. The most frequently used appliances and tools tend to be the easiest to find and reach. Now, when cooking, I, I follow classic um, practices of what they would call mise en place. Um, if, uh, I'm probably not saying that as well as a Frenchman would, but it's a French culinary term, mise en place, that means putting in place. That means gathering and measuring all of your ingredients in advance, You know, putting things into little cups or little containers or having everything gathered before you start. This helps ensure you have everything you need and it prevents you from having to go running around searching for a spice while something cooks and maybe burns on the cooktop while you're not looking uh, at it while you're running around. And, and so there's waste and there's a problem. And mise en place can address that problem. So, you know, in Lean, we talk about the eight types of waste and the, the need to reduce or eliminate them. You know, what are these wastes in the kitchen? So we talk about defects. You know, burning some pieces of toast, um, adding too much salt to a dish, dropping food on the floor might all be considered defects in the cooking process. A lean chef would think about how to mistake proof and prevent errors from occurring. You know, one way to prevent serving a defective dish uh, to, to diners is uh, to taste as you cook, as they teach you. For example, not adding salt until you first tasted what you're cooking to see if it needs it. A lean chef doesn't just blindly follow a recipe. There's a room uh, for judgment and, and learning as we go to help prevent, certainly not repeating uh, the same mistakes over and over. Overproduction. Cooking more food than is needed or earlier than needed would be examples of overproduction in the kitchen. If we're cooking large quantities of food and then throwing away the leftovers, there would be an opportunity to reduce batch sizes and uh, adapt recipes to smaller quantities. Um, 
as a couple or maybe better ways to store or save that food. Um, as a couple without children, it's sometimes difficult to cook for two, uh, but there are gear, uh, cookbooks geared specifically toward that. You know, cooking some courses of a meal too early might lead to things drying out or getting overcooked or, or getting cold. So a lean chef carefully plans the timing and considers how long things will take to cook different courses um, for the meal. And yes, I have drawn a Gantt chart for planning a complex meal before. I'm a nerd. I'm an industrial engineering geek. I'm a lean geek. But you know what? It's helpful. So I did it. I try to prevent that waste. Transportation. Now, our transportation waste within the kitchen might be minimal, but a lean chef can consider the supply chain transportation of the food they purchase. One might choose to buy local, as people advocate, and use more seasonal ingredients instead of using produce that's been shipped from halfway around the world. You know, that's a decision um, around um, you know, personal values and, and cost and, and, and other factors. That's a decision for each chef to make. Waiting. The waste of waiting could involve our family or friends sitting at the table waiting for a roast that's taking longer to cook than expected. And, you know, of course, that wasted time could be turned into uh, value add with wine and conversation. But a lean chef might try to reduce the waste of waiting by, again, planning out the timing of cooking each item to do so sequentially or in parallel as needed. A lean chef doesn't try to cook faster at higher temperatures realizing that might just affect quality, which is a no-no in my kitchen. We're trying to avoid defects. Put quality first, right? Inventory. Now, it always bugs me when I throw something away that's expired in the refrigerator or the pantry. Now, sometimes that waste comes from buying items um, that I don't use or um, for some reason, or I've bought too much of something. You know, we don't always have control over the batch sizes we buy. You know, like, Many people have long thrown away, or often thrown away, jars full of spices that have expired. You know, the shelf life of spices isn't really as long as you might think. My Kaizen improvement over time is to buy small amounts of spice, just in time, if you will, from the bulk section of my local grocery store. I can buy a, a, a teaspoon or a small bag of spices as I need them, and I can reduce my inventory and reduce the waste and make sure I have fresher spices, which is going to hopefully lead to better quality food. So we have a couple more types of waste. Motion. The waste of motion can be reduced in many ways in the kitchen. For example, I rearranged my kitchen a few years ago when I was embarrassed to discover that my cutting boards were in a cabinet across the way from my knives. Now, I always use knives and cutting boards together, so I moved the knives and now I walk across the kitchen less. Another way to reduce wasted motion and to prevent cuts or injuries, putting safety as a top priority, is to make sure your tools are in great condition. For a chef, that means keeping your knives honed and sharpened. You know, it's a dull knife that makes work harder and leads to cuts and injuries. Processing. The waste of overprocessing involves doing work that doesn't add value to the customer. Now, I might not think of those eating in my home as, quote, customers, but I might be just doing work that adds effort without making the meal look or taste better. If you've seen the great Toast Kaizen video, Bruce Hamilton, among other things, cuts the toast in half before taking it to his wife. Now, that might be over-processing or waste if she doesn't really care if the toast is cut. A home chef now you know, can be a bit of an artist, perhaps, and make decisions on what they want to do and serve instead of thinking about the customers. But we don't have to go overboard and do things that are wasteful either. And the final form of waste, human potential. 
Now, this is sometimes referred to as the waste of talent, and it's not included in some lean books. I think it's a harder concept to translate. As a home chef, am I somehow not working to my fullest potential? Well, I think working to your potential as a chef includes giving yourself the freedom to experiment and to make up your own variations of recipes or to tweak a recipe based on your own judgment. You know, for example, Bobby Flay recipes, to me, to my taste, always and my wife's, always call for too much heat from chipotle peppers. So I always cut the amount in half um, for any of his recipes because, again, it suits my taste. Now, as a chef in your home, I'd hope you're far, you know, have got far more control over your work than most people have uh, in the workplace. Leaning in the workplace is about respecting people and getting everybody engaged in improvement. And that's something we hopefully all have in our own homes and kitchens. So what do you think? What have you done to reduce waste in your kitchen? What lean methods have you chosen to use and what benefits did you see from that? Or what problems did you solve? I'd love to hear from you. You can comment uh, on Lean Blog or click through to comment on the Kinexus blog. You can find uh, ways, both ways of doing that at leanblog.org slash audio 55. And if you'd like to listen to the entire series, if you'd like to subscribe and get these downloaded to your phone or device, you can go to leanblog.org slash audio to learn more about how to do that. Podcasts are sponsored by Kinexus, where we're passionate about helping the world improve and innovate more effectively with our web-based software. Learn more at www.makeimprovementhappen.com.